No, Who the hell it's wants so to good. See that? Oh no, no. Oh my God. Here's a low point. Here's a low point that I that I had. We can put this all the way back. When I realized that I was one of those forty year olds posting a pretty good for forty like type <laughs> type like thirst <laughs> thirst captions. I'm so done with that. Three, two, one. What's up, skaters? Welcome back to yet another tremendous, fabulous, perfect episode of Perfect Phone Call, Event City. Just <laughs> quoting uh, my real president here. Uh, <laughs> with us tonight, we've got me, Ted Schmitz from New York City. You know, I don't need to. I don't need to talk your off about it, but it's kind of the greatest place on planet Earth. Then <laughs> we have Ted Barrow, the wonderful, the great. Uh, from San Francisco, California, not Oakland. Yeah, wor- worst place on earth. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I didn't want to get into it, but when I was in San Francisco, I was feeling way too suburban for my own good. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking hell <laughs> here. Which place has been more destroyed by Democrats, San Francisco <laughs> um, or New York? <laughs> we, we are still quoting my president then. Then we have from actually the greatest place on earth, Tempe, Arizona, Ryan Lay. God damn, it feels good to be back. And nice. last but least least, which means best, I think. <laughs> last uh, but most. We have from Occupied Duwamish Territory, a.k.a. Seattle, Washington, or maybe more north of Seattle, Washington. I'm not sure how geography works. Kristen Ebeling. <laughs> Snowhomish, is that a place? Uh, yes, it is. Snohomish nice. is a place uh, north of here. But I, my house is very snowy right now, even though I'm not in Snohomish, because um, we have been snowed in for the last week. More than more than Snohomish. It's <laughs> Snohomish. Yes. There's nice. much snow at my home. Yeah. Direct translation. I got a question. Does anyone on this podcast skate anymore? Has anyone been skating? <laughs> no. Ted. Yes. <laughs> Ted Schmitz has been skating for all of us. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I don't know if I told you, this was like a point of contention among people online of like, okay, how about if you like, have spent your whole life thinking about skating and you skated for like your whole adolescence, like you're a skater for life. And I said, actually, <laughs> if weather and health permitting, it's 13 days. If you've gone 13 days, weather and health <laughs> permitted, and you have not skated, I'm sorry, right at the two week mark, skater card revoked. You're done. You are not a skater. Yeah, you can start skating again and become a yes. skater. Again. Yes, you yeah, can yeah. become a skater again. It's pretty easy, yeah. actually. You go we skating don't get to tell people. Yeah, that's true. I, that's fine. But but if I it, back that. I co-sign yeah. that. Yeah. If it's been if it if you have crossed the 13 day threshold and it goes then to that, it's it's pretty fucking easy. It's right when the clock clock strikes two weeks of good weather, good health, both physical and mental. You are no longer a skater. And it's on you to become one again. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but that backtail kickflip. 40 degrees and you had COVID? Uh, it was 44 <laughs> and yes, I did have COVID when I did it. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, personally, I just got my S card back today. Ted, I will let you know. Okay, you've just been a garage like fiend. Not for the last two weeks. I was surfing for a week in Mexico and then I came back literally 
the night I came back was Christmas night, and then the next day was just snowpocalypse, and I've been stuck. I live on a steep hill. See, so. that's weather not really permitting. Those are except for today. Weather not permitting are days that don't count towards the. I mean, I. You know what I mean? I could have like. No. I could have made it happen probably. <laughs> I, I snow skated. <laughs> no, it's like good weather. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I don't got a lot of that around here. Below place. 50, like that's fine. You can go a month below 50 and not skate. Like. <laughs> Thanks, Ted. It's not reasonable below 50. Skated today in like 30 degree weather wasn't that bad. At first it sucked, but then it was fine. No, that's horrible. Yeah. That's my nightmare. <laughs> um, I think, no, yeah, I, I, I made sure last time I skated was Sodi Party. So I was like, I want to prove that I belong here. Yeah, yeah. You were skating on stage and Mark was stopping your shine. Yeah. And <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Ted, I just imagine you drunk on stage. I'll do a switchback tail shove it. <laughs> Tell me I won't. <laughs> Who else is? <laughs> no, no. Ted, Ted was on stage going, going, I've read more than you. You only have an undergraduate degree. Undergrad doesn't make you smart. What else should we know about the Sodi party? Um, mm, it was yeah. just an intimate uh, celebration. There was only 12 people, all spaced 20, 30 <laughs> feet apart, outdoors. Yeah. Friends uh, it, and family only. Friends and family only. <laughs> it was a nice, quiet affair. Um, there was no drinking um, except for the uh, espresso bar. Yep. <laughs> espresso martinis for everybody. Yeah. It was um it was a radical night that I will not say anything else about. I do have a I do have a nice story about um the, the day after Sodi party. Um high speed had gotten Mark a, a room at the hotel where they book, you know, the out of town employees and whatever other guests that they bring in and stuff. And I think Mark didn't plan on staying there, but Somebody had a car going back there and he already had a room there. He also had an Airbnb at the same time. And he's like, oh, fuck it. I'll just go back to the hotel. So the next day he had to check out of the hotel with like no clothes or anything because he just ended up there. But he had to bring the trophy with him. You know what I mean? Like at, <laughs> at the celebration, they give the fucking thing to you. So he had to carry it. And then when he checked out of his hotel, he has nothing, no backpack, no, no nothing except his wallet and the trophy. And so he had to go to like Starbucks with the trophy. And he's like hanging out outside the hotel, like holding the trophy. <laughs> and it's like, are you just like walking around town with this thing? And it's like, yeah, there's nothing else he could do. Uh, so I have a picture of Mark with Santa Claus in Union Square with the trophy. That's right. That's amazing. Yeah. Kristen, I don't know. You're a surfer. You're a world traveler. You're a, a <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you live multiple lives. How's it? How's it been non-skating regardless? It's been all right. I mean, I've been trying to learn how to surf for the last year. That was kind of like a goal I had in 2021. And, Big current um, Capels fan. <laughs> big current i'm working on my style man <laughs> yeah. no i to be honest with you i've always wanted to learn how to do it and i find it really scary really scared of the ocean oh yeah when the seaweed touches your leg dude there's so many fears like wildlife in the ocean sharks for instance um like i don't know just a lot about surfing is just terrifying yeah. like drowning etc um so yeah like i've just been trying to learn how to do it to like get over a lot of like fears that i have around water and it just seems kind of like a fun way to do that um, so yeah, I've been trying to learn. So I was doing that for a while. So yeah, today when I skated after not skating for a while, 
like two weeks or so because surfing and then yeah just being stuck in my house because of the snow I actually felt pretty good on my skateboard because I didn't feel like out of shape I guess because I'd been like walking around a lot in the snow and then had just surfed for a week prior to that so it felt all right I've tried to surf once horrible at it and uh very scared of murky water yeah yeah, surfing's not really. <laughs> I find that the the potential head dive, uh, like right as you get onto the wave, to be the scariest part for me. Yeah, it's like zero to a hundred. It's really quick. Yeah, because when you get pitched forward, not good. Yeah, no. The yeah. the real yeah. question is, are you a longboarder? <laughs> I'm just whatever board, man. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> the board ain't the problem whatever whatever i can get but yeah i was just riding like this foamy that my friend got from costco um in mexico so i was just riding that so it's like maybe like an eight foot board but the board i have at home is like seven foot that i've been normally riding i have no scale like, of reference i don't know if that's long or short but i know that there's long, long boards are and... like eight foot or bigger okay yeah. well respect yeah. then you're like you're like zipping around on a cruiser out there then <laughs> yeah i'm on like a zip zinger basically <laughs> that's fucking awesome to hear all right what we're gonna do today is we're gonna like do a year-end wrap-up because 2021 was three weeks long in which everybody started out pretty tired from the initial year of the pandemic by the end of it everybody got covid and um <laughs> There was a couple things that happened in skating that we can barely remember. So we're going to recap like two or three of them. Uh, each of us is brought to the table, a highlight and a low light. And I'm not going to waste anybody's time here. I'm just going to hop right into it. Let's um, do highlights first, Ted, and then we'll all do collectively. Do what do you think lights. I was fucking doing leading right, into that right, whole right. th I just had <laughs> I was Okay. Ryan, what do you have? I thought it was going to be a stew of highlights and lowlights from everyone. We got to go high and then we got to go low. Yeah, we go high. We go high, then we go low. That's what Michelle Obama said. <laughs> We're going to start with some highs. We're going to go low and then we might go high again. Take that, Michelle. Starting it off, fucking highlight. Maybe you guys don't know, or maybe you do remember, uh, my favorite weekender had a fabulous year, but their stuff, this always happens. People put out really good shit in like January, February, March. By November, you've completely forgotten about it. But two people who had just phenomenal, exciting years for me that I think maybe have gotten washed away are... Antonio Durao with his hard body part. Max Wheeler had a part in Stained and then clips in the weekend video, uh, Van Down. And those were just unmitigated highlights for me. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Max Wheeler skating, but one of St. Louis's best, worst spots ever, tremendous style. And I found out that Max Wheeler's sibling is in that band 100 Gex, which like, I'm probably too old to be YouTubing, but that's the song that they skated to in Stained. And that was like kind of a cool thing to see little sibling project. So that's where I start it. So sick. Yeah. I'm just going to jump in and piggyback off that. The person that I wrote down as one of my people that had a really good year this year was Jordan Taylor. So also part mm -hmm. of the, the weekend fam, um, just with like, I don't know, his brand, Lucy, all the like ads and stuff that he makes are hilarious and like the skits that he's in with weekend like the um wolf of warehouse one that came out this year was like so funny and uh i just liked his part and then that out there where he was like hitting spots with that scooter kid and stuff like i don't know i just <laughs> yeah. feel like he's doing something a little different but still like ripping in a traditional way i guess i don't know yeah 
Um, I just really enjoy watching his footage too because he's doing tricks like I could never do, obviously, but the spots that he skates are like more relatable. But um, it's so th that to me makes it like exciting to watch. And yeah. 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 So um, yeah. I was, I was actually shocked. I mean, the, the most recent weekend skit is maybe their best produced one, the holiday one where it has like the voiceover and, and everyone's there. And I was like, Oh, that was so good. That was mm -hmm. tremendous. But God, I missed that. Yeah. It's really good. I'll link you to it. But I feel like the skits that Jordan has been doing, it's like, yeah, he's actually like putting in the time to like do well thought skits that are like pretty fun and where skits mm -hmm. are like fairly, you know, like the baseline for skits is pretty cringy. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jordan stuff is, is, is really cool. And, uh, I feel like the, the studded belt had a year. <laughs> Definitely. Studded belt had a year for sure. I like posted on Twitter. I was like, should I get a studded belt? And like 80% of people said yes. But I, by the time I got the results, I, Lucy had already sold out of studded belts. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I guess I won't join, jump on the bandwagon this time. You're going to have to wait till it comes around in another 20 years. <laughs> yeah, I'll still be skating. Yeah, respect. Ryan, you got a high? Yeah, on the on the studded belt tip, I uh, I wrote down Trung Nguyen. Uh, that was an, a part from Chase Walker's video, respectfully, which was like, I really think that there were a few tricks edited to that Natalie and Bruglia song that just like clinched the whole thing for me. But that was one of the parts that, this year that I found myself revisiting and also just felt fresh in a way that not much stuff does nowadays. Um, I also had E2, who actually, upon revisiting uh, his parts from this year, put out three parts between yeah. January and December, and they're all so good. And I feel like, uh, especially with his last part, the E2 Solutions one, uh, he's kind mm -hmm. of finally coming into his own, which is pretty exciting. And then some notables, uh, Kyle Wilson's part in the Palace video was amazing. Jacopo. Kyle Walker's Ruby part, yeah. <laughs> nah, Jacopo Carozzi, and then uh, Preston. Preston's part that he just put out like last week. Yeah, was for Debbie. Incredible. Yeah. And out of nowhere, it felt like. I just am always like, are you, Come are on, you really dude. skating that hard? And then, yeah, he can do it. That, that footage was mostly from the Quadrants video that he was in. But yes. <laughs> Okay, I think I missed that video. Got to have your finger on the pulse, baby. Ted, you got uh, you got anything good that happened? Um, skate video wise. Yeah, I liked the I liked Tom Knox his St. Paul's part. Yes, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. Steps. Yeah, I thought one. that was fucking that was awesome. Love a single part or a single spot part. Love a single part. <laughs> yeah, and there are several Four minutes, <laughs> several tricks where I was like, you know, kind of cursing and pulling my hair at the screen of my phone in a good way. Cause I was like, fuck was yeah, like, that's what I wanted way, to happen. Bad way. Yeah. Usually it's in a bad way. Um, <clears throat> Trung's part was sick as fuck. Yeah. Pleasant extra little highlight to find out he's from Texas. That's great. Uh, prior to his part, I don't think there have been any Texans that have ever dressed well. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we talked about this in a different episode. Sorry. Yeah. I'm yeah. still excited about it. Clearly. 
Um, I liked Dude, the dark slide inspired me. I tried dark slides this year. Oh, how <laughs> did that go? Part. How did that uh, go? I can show you the clip. I realized I didn't do it the right way. I like did the dark slide and then both my feet went in between my trucks, <laughs> but you're supposed to at least have one truck on or one foot on like behind the truck. No, you're avant-garde. Yeah. That's kind of like gnarlier. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I was just <laughs> flinging and praying, man. That's, sick. that's um, I, I think that's how you get out of it. Yeah, there was uh, that recent like was it a, like a Halas clip with fucking Lucas and all those dudes? Yeah, there was one. Uh, I enjoyed in Paris. that a lot. You yeah. know, because I'm a I'm a card carrying francophile. <laughs> and uh, Palace, yeah, that uh, Kyle's part, but the whole Palace video is good. I like Palace a lot. I don't know. I didn't really pay att- much attention to skateboarding. It made me kind of depressed. I, I saw um, Mark Suchu's floor apart at the premiere. That was tight. Yeah. And yeah. Nick, that- Nick Michael, too. Um, oh, Nick Michael. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he had a standout year. Yeah. Yeah, he killed it. Yeah, there yeah. was. Thank you. There was a lot of really good stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's funny because when you when you ask the question, you're like, "What do you, the fuck even happened this year?" And then when you start to like list things, you go, "Oh yeah, that was this year too." Oh yeah, that was this year too. Mm-hmm. You made yeah. like I want to be that guy, but like that Ben Cato part was also totally psycho. triple backflip. Yes, yeah, that was uh, really good for you know, incorrectly for named. I expected some nitro circus. Um, you didn't get it. I didn't get it. No. Yeah, but I, I think so on a, I think on a past episode I said that Jacopo didn't even put out a part this year, but his Baker part came out this year, which was six minutes long, where he does the back one eighty nose grind, switch backside flip, and a line. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's so much good shit in that that's, part. That's that pre that's that pre March lull. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I don't know when that came out, but it's crazy if you think about it, breezy was in the Vans video, yeah. did the nose slide nollie flip, and then just most recently in Bunny Hop did the nose slide nollie heel. It seemed like we kind of had a slow year. It's that we just had so much, it's easy to tune out and feel like you're not connected to all the media that's coming out. And then when you do start to come out, you realize like, you know, just the 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 casual skate viewer probably saw, you know, 20 parts through the year that were like probably fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, thought I was, was going to say I wasn't really up on skate videos, but then I'm like, like there was, um, there was a whole lot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was gonna say you mentioned Brianna Ted, and that was like other than Jordan Taylor, like she's probably my second pick. Mm-hmm. About, uh, just because like obviously she had her board come out, and then mm-hmm. all the footage in Nice to See You was really sick. Like especially that hard flip stood out to me. Oh like, yes. I grew up like just being like a bigger like fan of hers. Watching like she put out this part for this small board company, um, called Hoopla. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't exist anymore, but it was like a women's skate brand and, um, she wrote for them and, um, she also had this other part and like a homie video or something. And like, she definitely like jumped down stuff and I hadn't really seen that from her in a minute. So seeing that hard flip was really dope. And she also had like a shoe colorway come out. And then obviously she was on the cover of Thrasher, which is pretty sick, That's which kind of leads me to another highlight this year was just like, I think two women on the cover of Thrasher in one year is pretty sick mm-hmm. with, oh, yeah. um, Samaria as well as Breezy. Um, which is really sick. And then just kind of going back to nice to see you. Like I thought Vans had some cool content come out this year. Like I feel like all their writers kind of killed it. Like there was the nice to see you video, obviously, but then there's also like that dime Vans video that yeah, was like I, super I, funny. I was just with, thinking like, about that. Yeah. The names like over and over and shit. And like just everything dime does is hilarious. And like 
Una had like a really sick like 50-50 on some rail and like yeah yeah I just thought I thought that was a really dope video I love um, Dustin and I love Leon um, mm -hmm, Leon so that was just a sick vibe and ATN and stuff maybe he was in that or maybe I'm thinking of the Dustin and ATN part but anyways I just thought like the Vans team in general really killed it and they put out some cool videos Agreed. yeah Dustin Dustin definitely had a year or two which I did not write down but now that I'm going back I'm like yeah had the shared part with ET for all timers and then had that. Oh yeah. That's what it was. Um, I just, <laughs> I just did the thing that every now and then I forget like how old I am. And I think that I'm 14 and I'm like, Hey, you don't know me. And like, you don't really need to like reply to this either. But I just want to say that like, you did a really nice job and I really like to watch you skate cold DM to, to, to Dustin Henry. And, and then I just got a thanks man. And I was like, just showing people like, I got a thanks man back. Nice. <laughs> uh, so that was a highlight for me. I got a thanks man back in the DMS from, from ET. No, fuck ETN. Not from Dustin. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Almost as good. <laughs> oh come on so like funny story about the name Etienne I like my whole family's from New Orleans so there's a lot of like French kind of like influence or whatever so and you mean I remember Nolens. going to family reunion Nolens yeah <laughs> anyways I went to Nolens for like a family Christmas reunion type thing and one of my cousins was like hey I'm Etienne I'm like you're what <laughs> like it didn't that name made no sense to me I was like what the fuck what did you just say to me um anyways so it's you know, kind of sick to see a skater named Etienne now. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> was your was your cousin wearing jorts? Uh, no, he wasn't, but he should have been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the proper attire for an Etienne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of a, a thing that I've been like, I mean, I don't really spend a lot of time thinking about like, what are Vans videos like? But I, w I was thinking about that where they had, they have such a big operation. It's hard to have like vision through them a little bit, but the the flip side of that is that because they do have such a, a like a broad team and like so many ways that they're putting out content or footage or whatever that they end up having a bunch of hits in like a given year too um yeah because yeah like other people had like vans parts basically or you know and and then there's like the full length and yeah in that it like that video was i think fine i don't i don't know it was probably who knows eight out of ten but the hits in it, it was like, yeah, Nick Michael had just absolutely amazing shit. Dustin had amazing shit. And Brianna had amazing shit. Who closed it out, yeah. though? Clint Walker? Sure. The Vance <laughs> video? Chima. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, that's embarrassing. I interviewed him about that part. <laughs> I should remember things like that. Yeah, we'll cut that. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to cut that. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'll get fired for the shit I say. I don't give a shit. I have no savings. Let's do this. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like... Well, it, maybe that goes to show that, like, despite it being kind of a a banner year for skate media and shit, like, our relationships to skateboarding have changed in different ways. You Things know? are less precious, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like, I like, I'm just like, oh yeah, there was like a bunch of fucking great videos, but who fucking I don't know. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nice yeah, video. I, I don't I, give a shit. In in doing this list, I was like, what is the stuff that got through? You know, like my, my brain mm -hmm. has just been melting for the last two years. And I'm like, what is the what are the things that that actually punctured? But uh, that's yeah. that's some damage, to, my man. I wanted to call out uh, for the stuff for Golding's been doing. I'm not going to really... call it for Golding. 
<laughs> I think uh, the stuff that he's been doing is pretty pretty fresh and exciting, and uh, I tend yeah, to, to watch and and read most of the stuff that he's putting out. Um, and obviously, you know, everyone here. Kyle wrote a book, uh, which we never did an episode on, but Kyle and uh, Jose Vadi. It was a good year for skate books. Did Walker's yeah. book mm-hmm. even? I'm sorry. I think Walker's book came out this year too. Yeah, right? Walker's yeah. book Top did come Mason? out this year. I think. Yeah, I'm reading it right now. I went to Top of Mason. I don't need to read a book about it. Ted, Ted, did <laughs> you get to the part where it. the guy nollied over the handrail into the hill? Yeah, I did, dude. Yeah, you're. <laughs> they they do mention you by name. <laughs> Crazy. You and Frank are your names ring out at that rail, the Mark Hopkins. I heard I heard a really funny story that uh, Frank had showed up to. I, I went to the Top of Mason with. Uh, the titular Sodi, and uh, oh, nice, yeah, yeah they, eponymous, they, yeah, or yeah, that's right. No, they they named the street. The title of the street is after the skater. Yeah, actually, all like North South streets <laughs> in San Francisco are named after Sodis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, hey man, that's just how the city by the bay works. Uh, but I went there and I I heard a, a story of of Frank showing up to watch people skate that spot. And then he looks down the street and he goes, oh, there's no spotters. I'm All right, out. I'm out. And then he just left <laughs> because yeah. people were going to skate it without spotters. And I was like, yeah, for sure. I would leave too. Like, That's like the, it's free, the free solo of skating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of books. I didn't read any of them because I've got I'm like, like halfway through Kyle's book. Pretty proud to say that. Nice. Yeah. We'll finish it soon. There was there was no like. There's no good fight scenes. There's no good special effects. There's no good, like people aren't making, you know, like New Yorker newsletter posts about it. So like, I'm not going to read it. Those are the types of things that I read. Jose's book is very good. It's really fun to read. I don't have any uh, context for Jose, but I think that he has a Twitter. Yeah. Nice guy. Kyle and I had lunch with him um, when when Kyle was staying with me last summer. And he's very soft-spoken and seems to know everything about everything without telling you that he knows everything about everything, just revealing, showing that. It's great. That's the kind of guy who should awesome write a book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, there was a bunch of good shit. I don't know. You know, we could just like... I got a couple more. Kristen, you killed it this Let year. It, I'm going to... Oh, my we, God. We need to call that out because... Guitar? Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> you put a lot of great skating out there. Yes. Thanks, guys. Yeah, true. You might be better at skating than ever. I've only known you're skating for three years, but you seem better. I feel like I definitely got better in the last two years. Yeah. Because like of the pandemic, like being able to just skate my ledge by myself. Yeah. I don't know. I realized that that's actually how you get better is like skating the same thing and like skating what you want to skate and not just going skating where like everyone else is going or like yeah. some shit like that. Um, Like kind of being focused on what you what you actually want to be skating and that will help you learn things and then you learn new things and then that's quote unquote what makes you better because by the time you're filming you're like oh I have this new trick I can do yeah yeah so yeah yeah skating that alone beefs up skills but like it still makes me kind of well, sad necessarily alone yeah well I guess I didn't always skate alone I just skated like my ledge outside my house yeah. or my curb outside my house or my flat bar yeah. and that's like and like my neighbors and stuff would come and join me or my friends would come to where I was at because before I would just be like, oh, everyone's just going to WT night. Like, oh, sick. I'll just go to that. Yeah. But then I'm like maybe helping teach lessons or like someone like one of my friends is like, how do you Ollie? And I'm like, that's where my time goes. I'm not actually like focusing on my skating. Yeah. But the last two years, like 
having more time to just focus on like the skating that I want to do and the obstacles I want to, you know. Chris yeah. is like, listen, you little shit. I want to switch flip off of that loading dock over there. I do <laughs> not want to teach you how to ollie. <laughs> <laughs> Let me add a couple more. Let me add a couple more on the top. Okay, so two other or three other parts that I thought were really sick that I've gone. I was thinking, Ryan, and yours, you had mentioned like what really stuck this year because there's so much content all the time. Like, what do you remember? And a lot of times it's like, oh, not much. But I actually went back to my like YouTube history and I realized I rewatched these parts a few times. So I rewatched Matt Gottwig's crooked part that came out this year, mainly because he's a hometown hero. He's so sick. Like I love his skating so much and skating like local spots. So that's just like one that kind of hypes me up um, to go skate street locally here. That was a great out of nowhere part for me. Yeah. Yeah. He's been killing it forever. Like Mm -hmm. that was so sick to see. And he's just the nice, like angel, like angelic human. Like I love that dude so much. Um, Marby's crux part that came out was really sick. I yes. thought um, she really killed it. And it was cool because my friend Ray like filmed and edited that as well. So that was just kind of dope. I think it might have been one of their first like bigger projects that they've created. And it um, Marby skating to me is like really inspiring because we skate a lot of the similar similar stuff. So I'll watch like her skating to get like pumped up to have fun. Um, yeah. And then the last one was just uh, Nelly's part in the limo video, which I think oh, yeah. we all talked about maybe yeah. on a previous episode. But like, I just love that kickflip down that double set. Just so simple. Like, it's not, I don't know, like just some of the tricks that Nelly does is just like, oh, like I'm like, to me, that's just inspiring. That's the type of skating I want to do. Like that, like sloppy crook, like tail grab thing. Like just yeah. like a, like a cool stylish trick with just like, a little spice on it and, and like nice the smile. nolly back tail too. Yeah. It just like a cool vibe. Um, yeah. not overdone. I don't know. I just, I, I liked it. So those, those three parts, um, were in my YouTube rewatch, um, history. Yeah. I just wanted to give them some love. Um, but last thing, speaking of YouTube, there's two YouTubers that I watched a bunch of, obviously. Aaron Gifted Cairo. Hater. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Big fan Ted sent me the gifted hater stand sticker that I uh, need to put on my skateboard, my next board, because um, I'm just a huge fan. I watch like all of his videos and stuff. I've never met him. I know you guys are like friends with him, but um, yeah, I'm just a big fan. It's hilarious. It like literally, it's lol. Yeah, definitely yeah. laugh out loud. And then another YouTube account called Dumb Data, which is like this guy that just breaks down these skate videos and the locations of the spots and oh, rad. how many flip tricks are in this and that and. I, he kind of messes stuff up sometimes. Like, I don't know, one time he was like, oh, this is a back feeble, but it was a front feeble. Like, just little mistakes like that. But for the most part, he, like, really knows what he's talking about. And it's really fun to watch super skate nerdy stuff, I think, sometimes. Yeah. Like, he'll dissect a part and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, Dumb Data and Gifted Hater definitely uh, were at my YouTube oh, that's, uh, algorithm. Yeah. For hey, sure. Thank you for bringing both of those up because that's, like... Actually, I think one of the things that's been kept me really interested been keeping me interested in skateboarding have been all the like weird little nerdy history stuff like history was made at night and nbd archive and like all NBD that sort archive of stuff is cool the built environment and like i don't know there's a What's, few there's o- like a video one too that's like uh tim just sent to me overthinking Sorry skate to videos yes overthinking skate videos is so sick Wait, what, sorry, what is that one overthinking skate videos it's andrew oh. morell's uh project Oh shit! Great, yeah. I, I all that sort of stuff. I just think is so cool, and that's like kind of like where what I what I began to really like about Gifted Hater too is is like you know it's like it's not the most serious 
academic and it shouldn't be, but it's just like a being able to like sort of analyze and exp- and express your opinion and put it out clearly and kind of say this isn't like the last word anything, but this is just like what my my take on this is. And I think that that I think that's something that like obviously skateboarding kind of needs, you know. Mm-hmm. And and it's not just it's yeah. not just him. It's not just Joe. It's a lot of people doing it, but it's like a lot more over the last five years than there were prior to that. And I think that's great. And I love the, I love the fucking, I mean, I love just like the nerdy skate shit because I think Kristen, you said it best, but like, we're all nerds. Like let's fucking embrace it, you know? Yeah. So that has been actually like in a year of, for me of less skating uh, than I'd like, I've definitely consumed a lot more kind of like nerdy skate shit. uh, and, And that's sustained me to some extent. Yeah. I feel like I got a, a, a couple Instagram all-stars that didn't really put out parts, but that I want to make a note of, which was one, Aaron. Uh, yeah, just kind of like mind-boggling, I don't know, fakie hard flip uh, nose or <laughs> hard flip back tail shove it. Um, Honestly. Yeah, double front side flip. <laughs> yeah, I, so well, I was going to say she has, she has a way of doing um, sort of like things out of Jimmy Carlin's bag, but like with a really exciting kind of, uh, the, the vibe's just totally different. You know what I mean? Like it, it's like, yeah, I want to see you do like double flips and shit and like, um, but you know, people used to do funny double flip shit. And I'd be like, ah, not, this makes me not want to watch the mystery video. Uh, but when she does double front side flip shit, I'm just like, yeah, fuck yeah. Feed it into my veins. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, also uh, Brianna King. She's always just doing so many cool skate events. It's just so uh, inspiring. It's awesome to see. Yeah, by coastal Very prolific. Yeah, consistently getting me pumped. She's the ledge. Cool. Uh, did you guys notice anything bad or was skating all good this year? Everything was good? Uh, Everything's good. good? Perfect. Yeah, Perfect. That's, that's what I thought. The show's fucking over. No complaints. <laughs> Well, I think that the one thing that everybody has noticed is that there is there is one major thing that is it's not just awful in skating, but I think skating is particular in the ways that skating really attracts the type of people who want to make money for doing nothing. Yeah. And and also the type of people who think that if they happen to have like won the lottery and won sort of thing like that they're just going to keep winning and doubling down on everything that they try. Yes. Yeah. That's that's exactly right, which which means that I think the worst thing that's happened this year out of the skate world and I think that you'd probably all agree with me is NFTs across the board literally and figuratively. Yes. Um, <laughs> my <laughs> My, oh my graphics as NFTs, <laughs> pros as NFT artists, fucking like uh, legacy logos as NFTs, like streetwear brands turning into NFT brands. It's like really we're just like digging the bottom of the economic barrel. Like, tricks look, yeah. as yeah. NFTs. Tricks as like, NFTs. Like last time done tricks by Tony Hawk as dude, NFTs. Also, I was Holy thinking shit. this about fucking Tony Hawk. Like, first off, I don't know, Tony Hawk, but if you're listening to this, you are retiring these tricks. I'm pretty sure you're still doing them in secret. You're not fucking fooling me, man. You're a jock. You got to keep doing this shit. I know it. You're lying. Well, that one, that one so is so funny because it's sort of like it brings in this whole like idea of like things being precious because they're scarce. 
when they're yeah. done in pads on a on a private vert ramp facility by a guy who's been doing those tricks for 40 years <laughs> that, <laughs> you know like like they're like they're like okay well like how do we kind of like make this thing that is absolutely fucking free which is like the enjoyment of a skateboarding trick on a video clip how do yeah. we make this thing seem like it has some uh, sort of like monetary value he's never going to do it again yes like it's fucking insane yeah. I mean, at least there's like a man, somewhat of a quote unquote value other than that. Like, have you guys seen that fucking ape thing that like, oh, yeah, that, and, like oh, yeah, Jagger has yeah. been peddling? Like, <laughs> at least Tony Hawk's like trying to make this legit. Yeah, that's like, true. Those guys that's don't true. give a fuck. Yeah. Um, have you guys ever like listened to anyone try to explain? Like lately I've been on a few calls and things where people are like, yeah, man, like NFTs like just seem so exciting. Yeah, yeah. they love the so space. Interesting. I'm like, they love to call like, it the no, space. Dude, it's like, you are just interested in making easy money. Yeah, right? liter literally, it's just getting just that, admit it. <laughs> get, getting that bag and then working the logic backwards from there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which it would be cool if people just admit that. I, but yes. like, they can't. It's like because it's like, insanity. The thought of getting rich for some, like making a bunch of fake money for doing something fake, is really exciting. Like, yes, and our, yeah, respect. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, musical chairs is exciting. If but, you get a chair. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but that's the like same thing. Playing Russian that, roulette is exciting if you if you you know don't shoot yourself in the face. Yeah, I. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just thinking about this, and this is like what's really weird about the shit is that like one like uh, it's an obvious Ponzi scheme, but like I'm down for a Ponzi scheme. Like Bernie, like I have. You know, in the way that um, Roger Stone has Nixon tattooed on his back, I have Bernie Madoff tattooed on my back. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> he's fucking sick. But uh, it's that they all love crypto or like you know fucking they'll they'll like talk your ear off about Ethereum versus Bitcoin or whatever. But it always needs to translate back into dollars. Like they secretly like are just like Neanderthals who like only think in like dollars and fiat, but they think that like once they learn the vocabulary of this, you know, con game that they're running, that it validates itself because they can't just go like, Oh, Hey, you know, this stupid ape, like Nikki diamonds can't go like, Hey man, I got ripped off for like 20 K earlier this year, but like, I need to keep lying to people so that they'll like eventually buy the thing that I lost 20 K on back for 40k like he can't say that or else he won't get the 40k back like he can't say yeah. that he lost a bunch of money on a fake drawing of an ape that looks like shit that is dumb as fuck like <laughs> yeah. but who the fuck is drawing that ape like literally who the fuck is that is that a robot like it yeah the algorithm the writes it. it's yeah <laughs> it's like there's something the really most insane thing I've there's ever something seen. just so dystopian too <laughs> when you're talking to someone as you know the the country's infrastructure is just slowly decaying and like <laughs> buckling under the the pressure of the pandemic and we're just like yeah we're just gonna fucking i'm gonna show you these stupid images on my phone and tell you that i own them well yeah i mean there was this like amazing interview or not an amazing interview but a really nice quote from this art critic dean kissick where he's like they were asking him to explain NFTs and he's like, okay, well just think about like the last year, 2020, there've been like the protests around, uh, you know, George Floyd and black lives matter. They've been like all these sort of things. Like there's been an election and guess what, what like white dudes have been doing. 
NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, investing yeah. in crypto. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, fully. Just like, uh, this, buy, like buying the Floydies that I've got on my phone, Ted. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah but uh, the jo- worst Jocko part Rito is posted that. I mean, it's like okay, so the, this when you look at the skaters who are actually like peddling these things, it's like the dudes that are either the most famous, most visible, and must clearly be the most overdrawn and kind of like distended. Like th- these are the people who like maybe bought too much shit right off the bat and are trying to see a way to like diversify and like maintain this thing like nobody stays that rich from skateboarding as far as i can tell and so it's like i don't know like good for nyjah like we're not not good for nyjah but like fucking you know if he has like a little bit of money that's what somebody would do that's what someone would do but it's like yeah i don't i it just it's also just the dorks that probably have approached them are the fucking people who know nothing about skateboarding who fucking think nfts and crypto are sick Yes. Shout out to dumb guys everywhere. This is like a total boon for dumb guys uh, yeah. because you, because they can be so public with it, which is like, yeah. Nigel's like going live on a story going like, yo, check this out. This is like a, a ape that like has like a patch on its eye and like this is super exciting and I'm going to be paying attention to this space. And you're like, that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. But they're like, but you can just do that in public now. Like you can just be the dumbest guy in the room in public and nobody yeah, goes. You used, to, you used to have to like meet pros to figure out that they were fucking stupid. And now you can just like see them <laughs> yeah. tell, tell you about their goddamn like cartoon monkey. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, honestly, like the NFTs are so bonkers just mainly because of that ape. Like yeah. literally if the image was like anything else, if it was just like a hologram of Nyjah's face or like a trick or something, it would be normal. But the fact that like it's that ape or like, I don't know if you saw that one of like um, on Jagger Eaton's page, it's like a mullet. Yeah, the mullet's <laughs> like, amazing. It's like the yeah. most like ridiculous looking art. It's like so bad. Yes. Yeah. It's so yes. awesome too because we're just gonna we're, we're just gonna be in the equi- working the equivalent of like an NFT retail space in ten years because we didn't buy in now and selling Jagger Eaton mullets on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean well, the, in the metaverse. The gnarly thing is that like NFTs are, I mean. NFTs are like the sort of most visible thing that people are talking about, about this like blockchain technology, which will probably fucking change everything. Yeah. I'm, I'm skeptical of that because that, that technology has been around for 20 or 30 years. And I, yeah, I, but I they haven't that- known, they haven't really known what to do with it or how to like manifest it. And so like this idea that you can sort of associate, attach like, astronomical value to mm-hmm. an image like they like the art world became the sort of beta testing for this uh for for like the proving blockchain's value and worth sort of through mm-hmm. nfts and i just sort of think that like for me the thing that really like drills into my nerve about this is like this uncomfortable relationship between art celebrity wealth and skateboarding <laughs> That like the sort of people who are all like trying to sell these things like seem very like tr- interested in like muddying those those boundaries. Like I don't. It's fine for it, I, you know, even someone like Nyjah is is being 
horribly exploited by his sponsors. If he needs to make money and get money and be his fucking weird, horrible self, like, you know, and do it. Jagger too. Jagger's a fucking dork. Like, let him let him sell a stupid mullet NFTs. No one's buying the shit, but like, let him try because he doesn't know any better, you know. And he's a kid. But um, the scary thing is that like, just how? Yeah, I do. I I am deep more much more concerned about what the the technology will allow um and how how other things will be shared on the blockchain and i think we're like sort of missing the point like it's funny as hell to make fun of these stupid graphics but you know most nft most plan b graphics are worse than most nfts um <laughs> like but it's sort of just this like weird way in which skateboard celebrity is is um being used to to like spread it within our culture yes that that, bought, that yeah is worrisome to me the the shit that drives me like slightly bonkers too is a is the people who don't like from from the outside clearly don't need to be doing this bullshit and also clearly don't understand anything about any technology um and in that i would include mike mo and i would include Nikki Diamonds and well the the Mike Mo thing was like so weird because it's like he's doing the same thing too where it's like oh well here's this like one trick this collectible trick with with a physical object that you a can trick, collect yeah. like a baseball a trick that card. he did not film a trick that he's acting in yeah but these are these are collaborative assets right right it just you sounds have- to me like some like strange hybridic sports agent is coming up to these like burnout pros and being like, Hey, you know, like, uh, you know, this so-and-so baseball player, I made him like, you know, $12 million selling like his (laughs) old jock straps, like whatever, you know, like, uh, and, and they're like, cool, like, let's do this. Cause Lord knows I don't want to fucking skate anymore. You know, but he's got the sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah, But in Mike Moe's defense, he did have like a career ending, like devastating injury in his prime. Whereas like other skaters actually did burn out. Like I feel like Mike kind of got screwed over. So in my opinion, of all pros to like cash in on MFT bullshit. Yeah. I'm okay. I'll let Mike, Mike Moe can live in that space. No, totally. There's other pros that I'm like, "Mm, I don't know, man. (laughs) I, I mean, I think, I think like any, any pro deserves like especially in the midst of the last couple of years, like any if they if any professional skateboarder wants to find some other way to make money, and 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 like have a little more security, um, like uh, yeah. let them, you know, let it, let it be as corny as possible because they're not getting fucking health insurance from the companies mm-hmm. that that like you're that right they're killing themselves for, and yeah, so I'm like I'm all for that, but I just thought that the micro thing was weird just because it like was a combination of like flickering digital thing that like you can never actually own and physical relic like almost like a religious thing like a you know <laughs> yeah. like a shred from his well it does all have a religious quality to it you know even yeah. down to the origin story of of crypto yeah. Um, yeah, yeah yeah i think the the thing for me is it's just like we're not producing anything of value for the culture of skating and you know whatever yeah. skating's been beaten to a bloody pulp a hundred times over and I'm not under the illusions that like we're creating anything of value recording this podcast, but I disagree. I think that you, 
you just like muddy the waters with so much bullshit that we're just like, what are we doing here? And it used to be that people would do that. You know, they'd get a Red Bull contract or whatever, and they have to wear the hat. And it's like, well, whatever, you know, get the bag, you know, Ashad, put a monster sticker on your your board. That's great. But you kind of all operated under the assumption that's like, yeah, that's kind of what you got to do. But now there's like this again, like hysteria around it where I'm like, or not hysteria, but like a delusion where people are like into it. And I'm like, what are we talking about here? This is just (laughs) a pro skater who's like maybe trying to secure some sort of a retirement, which yeah, they deserve, but let's not, let's not kid ourselves, you know? No, it's not bringing anything to uh, like the the culture. Yeah. Yeah. There's, the the uh, well yeah the last thing that I will say about Mike Mo is like I mean okay maybe his Tesla is about to get repoed and he's like totally fucked but from what I know is that like he's posting clips of like his self driving Tesla like parking itself and shit and I'm like all right so he's just like in a robot car that drives itself and he's like posting about like yo do you want to own like my switch flip that Ty filmed like. I'll give you yeah. some of my old t-shirt and like, it's called NFT and like, it's a lot of money and that stuff where I'm like, you seem to be doing all right. I mean, I guess there is no, there's no ceiling and there's no floor under the capitalisma, but like, it just seems like, and especially like Nikki diamonds. I'm like, dude, you had a fucking solid gold Rolls Royce hood ornament made and you're like trying to tell me that like it's sick that you were able to mint a full body for your ape because most people just have an ape head. Like <laughs> this fucking sucks, dude. And you're fucking fine. Yeah, like, like ba- baked into the aesthetic is like a glamorization of just shitty wealthy guys with no taste. You know, like yeah. that's the the ideal, yeah. right? It's not uh, the artist that maybe produced some paintings that a lot of people liked and you know became really wealthy off of it or. Uh, the filmmaker that you know makes films that everyone wants to watch it's just like yeah this guy just produces garbage and don't you want to be like that guy (laughs) yeah um yeah uh it's been it's been a terrible year um so (laughs) yeah some other horrible brands yes i feel like emerged i don't know disorder like niger's brand is like obvious that feels like the nft of board brands (laughs) yeah yeah a lot of i mean he just released like a graphic series with this woman's face on it so you like skate on her face it's just like i don't know awesome issues totally totally somebody who seems uh aware of of their their criticisms And how to how to respect women um (laughs) and fucking like karyuma obviously too like just I don't know. I don't know about y'all, but I just can't look at that. Like they just look so bad. And there's just some funny, there's like a really funny segment on, I think on street league where like Mike V was like getting interviewed (laughs) about like his Karyuma shoe. And it was just like, so bonkers. Like he was just like petting the shoe. Like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. The whole Karyuma thing is just, it's a, it's a wild like part of skateboarding. Like I've heard of a few skaters that like, couldn't get a shoe contract or like whatever. And they're trying to like make it in their career. And then they start writing for Karyuma and then they like lose sponsors. And it's like this whole, like it's adding this whole weird, like wrench in the system, which is like, I don't know. I feel like very related to the fact that like we had all these skate shoe companies and all these like massive, you know, footwear giants came into skating and then now they're like pulling out. And so it's like created this weird space. I'm just like curious what the hell is going to happen with it. Cause I also don't really believe that Karyuma is going to stay in skateboarding forever. Like they're just trying to make money. 
Yeah. And ultimately, I realize it's not lucrative here <laughs> at skateboarding, and right. they'll leave. But I don't know. Just I found that really interesting. I, I can I guess I disagree in that I feel like it is working. I just see kids buying them and them kind of taking up a share of the market, and you know, Nike. You see and them Adidas buying them Converse. like at the at the skate park that you go to, or. I mean, I just see kids wearing them. Alex was saying that, remember, she posted in the group chat that someone got yeah. it for Christmas, you know? Well, I'm not saying that it's not working now, but I think if you look at every other big footwear company that's like came into skating, I feel like they've realized they can't really make money. Yeah, here, yeah. And so they'll but, leave. Like I've heard before, like for instance, like, like their goal is to just not lose money in skating. They're not, they don't make anything on skating. Like that's their goal. Yeah. So. But it yeah, is like a, a, I mean, they Karyuma is sending out a fuck ton of shoes to all these people right now. Like, but they are also set se like selling shoes to clueless kids who like are actually paying for shoes, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like it's I, a, yeah. It's a, it's a kind of interesting gamble that they're taking. I don't. Okay. So what, what is it we don't like about Karyuma? Is it just that it's like this outside company. It's associated with the barracks. It's ugly logo. Uh, Writers it, lack charisma. I, and I ethics. actually didn't uh, mind. I didn't mind Karyuma prior to them getting into skating, and it just kind of goes to show you that what the, were they the prior to getting into skating? They were just yeah. they were just a brand that made vegan shoes that was out of Brazil for a long time, and I think that when they got into skating, this is something that happens. Is like the first person that kind of takes the 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 brand and tries to market it to a specific audience of skaters happened to be Steve Barra and you know that's what he decided that's the 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 route he decided to go but as we've seen with other other huge brands it's like there's you know you could go core skate you can go to whoever and I, I actually yeah you start with Daniel Shimizu Danny Supa Weger Van Wagenegen that's that's the that's the time yeah, Pat, tested model Pat Rakestraw uh, <laughs> was he on early Nike he was yeah. I actually I think that there is an, a, a huge audience of skaters that are growing up uh, watching YouTube they yeah. are concerned with the Olympics. They t do not pay attention to any of the traditional skate media channels. And I kind of feel like Kerry Yuma is going to capture that market and it's just going to work for it's them. It's like the Braille market. Yeah, because in the past that wouldn't work for these really big brands. But now I just feel like there's there's just a kid that has never been on the Thrasher site. No offense, Ted. Fuck that kid. <laughs> <laughs> Can that kid roll in? Then they can get the fuck out. That kid can. Has he that given kid, blood? That kid Has can he given Nolly blood for skateboarding? The flat bar at the skate park, Ted. Does he know how to go fast and give his life for Crete? <laughs> Those are the real questions. I know who you're talking about. His name's Gustavo Ribeiro. Yeah, I mean, I don't. You know, I don't. Uh, no, no uh, compliments to Karyuma, but I just kind of feel like what they're doing seems to be working, and I feel like they're just going to be here to stay. But really, yeah, just my thought. I. <laughs> My predictions. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> he, here to stay is is maybe funny. I, I think, you know, when the shit really did hit the fan, like, you know, all the big companies pulled out like in the 90s and shit. I don't know if we'll have that again, but it's like, yeah, Vans kind of just like kept doing the thing and everyone fucking left. And it's like, I guess you can't really figure it out unless we do hit like an earthquake like that. But the thing that I don't understand about Karyuma that I don't 
it's not that I don't like, it's that I like don't care about because you can't explain it to me, which is they're like, yeah, but we're sustainable. And I'm like, okay. In, yeah. in what, in what ways? And it's like, you go to their site and it's like, nah, it's just all eco washing shit. Yeah. Everything is yeah. just, is just marketing jargon that, that I can't understand. And it, and, and they don't go, Hey, this is like how much one pair of dunks damages the world. And this is how little our Katiba Kefferson shoes damage the world, you know? And, and you need to, I don't have any sense of scale or I don't know how to make it relative. You know what I mean? Because I'm well, like, at, oh, the, at, at the very least, they did make vegan shoes for a long time. Yeah, but Nike's got all these, you know, they've got all these climate targets and, you know, all this other marketing bullshit about how well they're doing for the planet too. So I don't know what makes the Karayuma better or worse than the Corpo Giant that came in with its steamrolling ways. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So you're like the good shoe company? Like how? Like I don't, that yeah. it has not been communicated to me in any way that I can make sense of. Well, one of the ways, I mean, I think like maybe one of the ways that Vans was able to stay around and stay relevant is that like there was some like crazy like shift right around 1999, right with that Jeff Rally where all of a sudden mm -hmm. like people started going back to vulcanize through vans and it was like, yeah. and then right at that moment when people started looking back towards more heritage type shoe, like models, they had always been making the half cab. So the half mm -hmm. cab has just been like their, their dunk <laughs> uh, yeah, would to be anachronistic. But, um, so it's like in Katiba or Katiba, Kiriyuma, they make <laughs> like a, they don't make any like super tech shoes. They make like, two models and they're super simple. And yeah. so it's not, not going to cost a lot of money or probably like have a huge impact, but that, yeah, you're right. They don't express the real terms of that impact or what they're doing to mitigate their environmental footprint. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're a, How I see it is like, they're a certified. Oh, B, well, I was going to say there are a certified B Corp too. I'm looking at their website right now. Not that I don't that know what that much. shit means. It's like a, it says, we are proud to be a part of the vibrant B Corp community collectively on a mission to make good business work for the common good. It's B, I think the B stands for benefit or something. Yeah, but that's the thing. People, yeah. that's like when people go like, oh, but they're like a nonprofit. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's, like yeah, the, like it's like the non nonprofit for for-profit businesses. But yeah, okay. So there yeah. are some nonprofits that are skate like a girl and skate after school. And there are some, some nonprofits that are tax havens for the Koch brothers. And so it's like, I don't, I don't know what your business classification means for, for your, you know, whatever reduced impact on the climate or whatever. Like those yeah. things are not clear. Yeah. I kind of like how I see it is like, you know how like there's like, okay. So my experience in skating is like the first time I bought a skateboard and bought like skate shoes was going to a Zoomies because like mm -hmm. that was accessible to me and my parents were down to like take me to a Zoomies. Right. And it's yeah. like in the mall, whatever. And they like welcomed me in. I didn't even know where like a core skate shop was. But after skating for like a year, I figured out like where the local skate shop was, like Trickwood, 35th. I got their stickers from the older skaters. I started like wanting to shop and do things like the cooler, older skaters. Mm -hmm. And so I see like Karyoma right now, like in a way thriving. The Olympics just happened. They had all these Olympic skaters wearing their shoes. Good yeah. for them. And all these new emerging skaters, like we can't forget skateboarding, like year over year, like boomed, like bigger than like a lot of other, you know, 
sports or like activities, right? Like camping and like other shit. Yeah. Um, there's all this data on that. And so like, I think it's like Carrie was like working right now because of the Olympics program they were on. And then also because there's all these new emerging skaters, but I just don't think skateboarding is going to continue to grow in this same way that it has. Like we've had this boom because of the pandemic and the Olympics mm -hmm. and like that to me is not sustainable. So I think like at a certain point, like it, because I think a kid will like, although they might've gotten in, into skating through the Olympics or like Braille or one of these like weird side caveats, I do think if they're a kid that ends up going to the skate park every single day and I think eventually you do mold into like a core skater or like mm -hmm. the majority of skaters do start to figure it out. Like what is the core culture of skating? And that's dictated by like skate shops. And as far as I know, like skate shops aren't really carrying their shoes. So I see it as like successful now, but like, yeah. I just don't think it's going to last because it will never be core. Cause like the guys that they have, Steve Barra and like Mike V are like not relevant in like <laughs> core skating. So I think it's like, it has like a faulty foundation so yeah. that gives me hope that but, like but, but, they won't last but yeah but there, i mean and I as, as much as i don't even pay attention to any of this there is something funny about being like oh no the guys with twenty thousand instagram followers are the ones who are actually popular not the guys with five hundred thousand instagram followers like they can't sell shoes and there's no market there and it's like oh yeah, yeah. you know I, yeah in some regards i'm like well yeah of course there there's just a million kids out there that don't know anything about what's on free skate mag or jankum or yeah. or thrasher and yeah maybe they are just in skating for a few years but they're definitely there yeah yeah uh, yeah i think they either quit skating or they like get into core skating which is not the carryoma braille like sideshow of yeah. what core skating is i think i mean yeah. I, I, there's also there were so many other like fucking shoe companies people talk about like you know, like Clay. there was Airwalk, there was there was Vision Streetwear in my day. There was all these other like weird genetic skate shoe companies. It wasn't just like Vans and Etnies, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so, yeah, like there could be like yeah, I, I like I like your Kristen like kind of gateway drug uh, theory of it, which is that like if these other better companies stick around, the kids will discover them, and there will you know, and there's enough kind of fresh ideas and people willing to do their own thing that I think that there always will be like cool companies for like, yeah, the, cool. the, the, those kids start smoking weed and then they become obsessed with cater and buy polar pants. <laughs> that yeah. seems yeah. to be the trajectory <laughs> right now. Exactly. <laughs> if, if I had to, yeah. to gauge it. Oh, oh boy. But bunch, uh, of, other low bunch of uh, guys in their older 30s and, and Kristen uh, talking about what we think 14-year-olds uh, care about. Uh, um, <laughs> Luckily, the 14-year-olds I hang out with are yeah. pretty cool. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've had I've had an all-time high of, well, probably because like no sass and not very many skate parks, uh, the median age, and also because I'm aging, the, the median age of who I skate with has gone up by about 10 years in the last two years. Um, but this is like both a low light and a highlight. And I think that um, speaking of Jeff Rowley's shoe with Vans, um, the sort of like um, enigmatic like legacy pro, like being the cornerstone of like their own small board brand because like you know they saw like maybe pontus and alex like split off and do pretty good things for a couple of years there was you know like 
we just have so many, you know, like the thank yous and the business and co's and the freedoms and the whatever Chris Haslam does with, well, no, he draws balls, but what the fuck is this? He has a company, <laughs> you know, it's not related. Someone please to, fact check Ted. Okay. Do you, do about? you guys know what I'm talking? You know that Chris Haslam has his own board brand. No. Okay. No, do, but it's called ball sack. <laughs> no. Do you know that he has a side project called like ball barbarians at the gates? And it's like, a pun on barbarians at the gates, but he draws <laughs> like Prince, but he, but instead of like a body, he has a ball sack. It's just, it, it's fucking awesome. goofy. Yeah. It's awesome. Let me get that <laughs> NFT. NFT. Yeah, dude, yeah. Okay. He should do Dude, it's secretly Chris Islam making that ape. <laughs> yeah. 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 Honestly, He's behind it all. Honestly, the style is like not that far off, <laughs> but you, you've seen board ape. What about ball sack ape? It's just a yeah. ball sack on the face. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah he finally found a way to mint ball sacks on him uh no i feel like it has not been a good time for low effort kind of like visually um uninspiring small board brands and i think that that is probably a good thing like not that the market is zero sum or whatever but it's like yeah i just like thought that there was going to be 70,000 things to pay attention to, but it turns out that I really still just have to keep paying attention to six or seven companies that I quite enjoy. And you know, which of them seems like they have good crews. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, what's that saying? Uh, separate the wheat from the, the chafe. Uh, it really feels like all pro skaters think that they are creative visionaries but then when they set out to start their own board brands you realize that no you actually were a really great pro skater at a brand yes. that yeah. marketed you really well but you, you needed that infrastructure <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 well, we we talked about that all the time where yeah people will go on the nine club and they're like yeah i just felt like they weren't really like doing enough with my ideas and then it's like chris markovich goes out and draws like big ass oh, eyeballs and you're like yeah, no fucking shit, dude. Like, dude, that was a low light. What in the crimson fucking at Tampa Pro? <laughs> yeah, that was a fucking raw. <laughs> this, was a, this was a great year for uh, bodily autonomy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I've I've never seen such a divide in the type of guy who seems like probably couldn't care less about Roe v. Wade or is completely antagonistic towards it and absolutely believes uh, that their right to determine their own, um, like the, the medical decisions for their body is like the most important right in American life. Yeah, that was, that was a rough one. <laughs> However, uh, I'll just say, you know, like still probably uh, Josh Harmony's front 50, 50 to Smith grind, uh, probably the best, most tasteful trick I've ever seen to this day. Uh, rewatch it to get me to get me fired up all the time. Yeah, as uh, far as frontside fifty fifties, the Smith grinds go. <laughs> go, yeah, <laughs> it's up there. Um, that's the that's the. Uh, I'm not opposed to vaccines, but of skate tricks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, th those are those are my main ones, though. Just like, yeah. So yeah. It's, I, it's pro skaters talking about like just shit that they don't know about <laughs> when yeah. the NFTs are like uh, bodily autonomy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Ted, you got any, you got any uh, shit at the bottom of the barrel? I'm, I'm like trucks. <laughs> 
just as a piece of technology. <laughs> those lerp yeah. those lerp those aren't working so hot, huh? They're fine. Damn. I just you, like, wait. You got lerpips? When you got to yeah. bring a skate tool to the spot every it, time. Th that that hasn't happened to me. I'm just embarrassed. Okay, so like, I'm embarrassed to have them. Uh, they feel fine. I'm embarrassed to uh, care that I'm embarrassed to have them. Yeah, such an angular truck. Yeah, and I'm or just like. Yeah, and I, and I'm I'm just, I've I don't have any truck. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's kind of funny to be like um, to to be of an age where you're like I know that this like kind of has an allure about it, but like I'm trying to not care about that, but I kind of do a little bit too because like I don't think we ever quite remove the like imagey fourteen year old that's inside ourselves. Yeah, and, and kind of have to tap into I that to give a shit about anything. Yes. Yeah. My honestly, my favorite adult skaters are people that actually give a fuck about that stuff and like yeah. are not ashamed. Yeah, that's by cool. like like living out their fourteen year old like fantasies. Like basically all the shit you wanted to buy from the CCS. Like fuck, buy it. Like, yeah. 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 Get the merch. Fucking get the lurpivs. Fucking wear the big boys. Just whatever. <laughs> Live your life. I think that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I think I think what it is is that like I haven't. I like 2020 I had blue ledge and I could like kind of pretend that I was back in LA. I could sort of inhabit that fantasy space space. 2021 I had like the, the Alameda County courthouse and I could sort of pretend like I was like a plaza skater and San Francisco is so hard to skate that I can't pretend that I'm like a GX or Anna hero. Like, guy. <laughs> like I got, I've got Mason street. Yeah. Like, like nothing. Like it's just, it's just a hellscape. It's so fucking hard yeah, to skate. Everything there sucks. What about Waller? You don't Petrera? skate Waller? I'm not going to like, yeah, it's kind of far. It's a little far. And, uh, and even that, I think, is I've had some pretty bad sessions there. I've had it's pretty hard to skate. Yeah, Every time like, I go there, there's like an insane gust of wind. Yeah, Waller's <laughs> uphill both ways. It's an A-frame. Yeah. yeah, it's like an A-frame. <laughs> exactly. We we've already established like A-frame, like how shitty A-frames are, and Waller is an A-frame. Yeah. Um, it is an A-frame. Those Pier Twenty Seven curbs are kind of. I mean. Yeah, they're curbs though. Like I, I just know. need like I need a little yeah. ledge, a little ledge. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. You know, just like fourteen inches at the highest, and you know, yes. And I don't have that, so like it makes like getting used to trucks or even identifying with trucks or bringing up trucks like a deeply troubling thing for me. Um, Somebody called my trucks low, and I've been having like a very hard time looking at my skateboard now, like. If, what kind of trucks are you riding? Thunders? Thunder trucks. Uh, God, talk about a truck crisis. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> so we all remember the Ryan Lay losing two skateboards in a day episode of 2019. One of them being my husband's <laughs> <Classic>. skateboard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that he used to go get the skateboard that he already lost. Yes. No, I borrowed that on the train and then left it on the yeah. train. I didn't even yeah. use it. Yes. God bless you, Ryan. So, yeah, that was a good move. Good move. so as as a result of that, I had kind of gotten to the end of my phase with with a set of Crocs. I've been skating Crocs for like three years or something because all my friends are pro for them. Blah blah blah. And it was like time for me to do a Christmas complete, or not totally, but just like revamp my shit. And Ryan was like, "Oh, I have some thunders on a board that like, you know, I got in Europe because those were the only things I could get in that crisis mode." Uh, self-inflicted crisis and speaking of person who 
helps everybody out in skate media. Jim pulled through and got him a set of hollow crux in Europe. Um, those made it back to. Oh, did I say hollow crux? Hollow thunders. Yeah. Yeah. Jim's hucking hollow crux in, in Sweden for a side hustle. Jim has like a stockpile of crux yeah. he's just sending out. Yeah. So, so anyways. The patron saint of skating. Yeah. So I made the switch to fucking hollow thunders in, in 2019. And I was like looking at him. I was like, dude, I can't fucking look at trucks that have a hole in them. Like this looks fucking bonkers. Like this is goofy. And I set him up and I was like, Dude, these are probably the best trucks I've ever skated in my fucking life. And now I will only skate the gimmicky, like clear bushing thunder hollows. And oh. yes, yes. So <laughs> and I will like swear so by them till the cows come home. But uh, yeah, uh, Kristen, what's what's hit? What's hit uh, rock bottom? Uh, one kind of devastating moment, I'd say in 2021. Um, was Candy Jacobs, um, <sighs> one of my favorite people to watch skate. Cause there was a point in time when Candy Jacobs and I were the same ability level. And then she decided to like quit her job, um, as like a caseworker and like just completely pursue skating and get ripped and get like full body tatted and just look like a badass. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she's like so inspiring to watch. Cause I'm like, oh, like everything that she does. And like, obviously she's on like a totally different path than I would ever really like want to be on like I don't really want to be like an Olympic skater but I just thought it was so cool that that was her dream and like in her I think she's like we're like the same age roughly and she might be a little younger than me um like going to the Olympics and it just really sucked she like got COVID and couldn't compete and then got fucking stuck there yeah and like couldn't go outside like barely could get fresh air like it was this whole thing where she was just like stuck there and I just felt so bad for her because I really wanted to watch her compete because she's just really fun and spontaneous to watch and she's really nice to everybody and very like you know when the girls that skated the bowl like had that whole thing where they were like cheering for each other and like put like masugu like on their shoulders and like all that stuff like she's that for the street skaters her and like margie and so it was like kind of annoying to watch or like i don't know not as awesome to watch it without her there like she's one of my favorite people to watch so that was like a big bummer and then kind of going off of that like alana smith getting misgendered a bunch um but although we have talked we've covered this extensively how awesome it was that they just did like a bunch of frontside ollies (laughs) um but yeah that was definitely a low light too um but overall like the women's um olympic skateboard showing i thought was really great um and kind of I don't know, added some positivity to that whole shebang. Um, yeah, it was like the only good yeah, thing. Yeah, those were kind of some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so those two things were like a little bit of a bummer for me. But yeah. yeah. Um, and then, oh yeah, <laughs> that fucking post the barracks made that was like a cab. <laughs> that was like always chilling at the barracks. Oh my was not God. Like, not like a low I light, forgot. but more like an LOL light, like a lol light <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for me. Was, I forgot that was And then they year. removed it. They like took it down. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, that was a, that was a good moment. Another low light I'm just remembering is, um, do you guys remember when there's the Bernie Sanders like meme with like the mittens? Yeah, or whatever, sitting like in him, the chair. Like, you know, yeah, sitting in the chair. Yeah, yeah. and there's one um, story that Nigel posted of him laying in bed, and he's like looks confused, and it's like, why is everyone posting this old guy in a chair? <laughs> <laughs> and that was like <laughs> definitely a lull light for That's me as amazing. well. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. Nigel and Tempe oh. was also classic. 
Oh um, my god, yeah. Stayed at like Nigel, a, honestly, yeah, yeah. Stayed at a bougie hotel <laughs> and like of a show overlooks Ted's old place and then crooked the the balcony. Uh, uh honestly, that is that is probably the most coked out floor in Tempe. <laughs> <laughs> so like it it absolutely like like if MDMA was an apartment complex, like that is the building. That made perfect sense. <laughs> is, that, is that West Sixth? Yeah, that is West Six. Uh, I definitely have de- delivered Chinese food to that uh, that hotel or apartment a bunch. Yeah, um, yeah. He he put on a a hell of a showing this year. Um, from the NFTs to the losing the Olympics to the yeah outfit constant the stream of entertainment. The, oh, yeah. the Met Gala kit with the yeah. disorder. <laughs> um, what what a what a showing. Really? <laughs> he really sent it. Oh, he did sent it. Um Ryan, what uh what what went uh subterranean? Yeah, mostly NFT bullshit was the thing that pissed me off this year, but uh also the meme accounts becoming self-aware and fighting with each other. Not That's fun. so bad. <laughs> not so bad. Just, yeah, it's it's no a, one wanted that. The skate meme accounts are just some light fun on the TL, but just becoming too self-important and then bitching about the other accounts and fighting with each other is just oh god. I, th- I mean, that's kind of amazing, actually. That's like that's good. <laughs> that's good wholesome fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, if it's clever and funny, but if it's not funny and it's just uh, you know, you're 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 getting mad on on Maine. It's like no one wants to see that. Yeah, Wait, yeah, yeah. The, I don't um, I don't follow the skate meme accounts because I like funny shit. Um, <laughs> do, was it like Grind Queen was fighting with? Uh, we don't need to get. I I really re- prefer if not, we don't even like name drop them. It's just you know they get no no airtime what's the no airtime but yeah i agree i saw that i'm like what i was like okay i'm trying to follow this joke and then i realized it wasn't a joke and i'm like this is this is ridiculous yeah i think i only follow grind queen but um shalom one of them started posting about element flat bars and i didn't think it was funny so i hit that smash that on follow like you wouldn't believe um but yeah um it was a fucking phenomenally shitty year um, out, outside I, of that. Yeah. I was- Can I ask a question to the group? Just like a final 2021 recap. Can I get a pulse check on um, Willie Grinds? <laughs> oh, a lot of people uh. really liked Kyoto's. And I was just like, I thought, and then Max Palmer did the backside one. And I was just like, I thought we, I thought we were done with these. Like, I thought we left mm-hmm. these in Arizona in 2006. <laughs> I still have not met a Willy grind that I like sincerely. Like I think I like, mean Max's kind of looked cool because of the obstacle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll give him that. But like yeah, I'm I yeah. I hope we leave that in 2021, y'all. Hope I we have, leave it in 21. I, I like them with a little irony, but I don't like I don't like them in the way that I like a backside tail side, you know? I'm like, "Oh, that's like a little funny." I don't even think they're that funny. I think they're like like Benny Hanna's are ridiculous but they're kind of hard to learn you know thank you (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) but like they're still a stupid trick whereas like willy grinds are are like not hard 
I, I yeah. find, you know, not to get all Hanson O'Haver, but I really feel like I've had a little bit of irony collapse with the tricks where I just can't figure out where people are coming from anymore. I'm like, all right, we're just doing pressure flip willies now, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the best, the coolest skaters in skating are doing them. So we're uh, so lost. Yeah. We're so lost. Yeah. That's, yeah. And it's, it's kind of weird too, because like I, I do think that like, I mean, one, I have a horrible bag of tricks that I'm like pretty self-aware out. Like, dude, I'm, I'll go to my grave claiming that I started the no slide shove joke. Like think it was like, Oh wait, no, I don't. I think Scott Gall started it, but I'll say for the record that I did it louder than him. And, uh, are you talking about the one that's not a big spin? It's like the other way. Yes. It's just like a little 90 shove in front of you. Yeah, what is that? How did that? How did that enter become the New York an okay chat thing? Skate scene, <laughs> bummer. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was like we were doing that and varial flips and bennies and like, and then they became like fine. And I was like, well, this kind of like makes doing trick to like make your friend crack up like a lot harder and like, and it makes having like. I really do feel like I'm getting like a little conservative in my, in my taste where I'm like, yeah, I just like backtail, like don't do anything else. Like just do, just do Smith grind. Like don't, don't, don't do anything more because when things I, I'm like, I can't, uh, so much has happened that I'm like, I don't know. The only things that look good are like the four things that I like. <laughs> No, but the, it just depends on the skater because it's like Aaron Lorith does a nollie cab flip on a little quarter pipe and we all and it cheer, sucks. you know? Yeah, it does depend on the skater. And like Trung's like trick selection. Yeah, yeah. dark slide, know, dark slide on an element flat, uh, element board on a curved flat bar. Yeah. yeah. That's, that was iconic. Like you got to really be able to like hold it together if you're going to pull some ironic yeah. trick out, if, out the hat. If you know, you got to really be ready with that element board and... Yeah. If you're going to be ironic, yeah. make it iconic. There we go, baby. Damn, is, that, Emin, go. is that Eminem in the house? <laughs> um, that's our 2022 um, mantra. Yeah. I mean, for the record, I just marked it and that's the show title. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's something that like we're always coming to like in, in group chats and stuff. It's like, what do you think about laser flips? And like, well, it just depends on the skater. I'm like, yeah, but as like a category, like, you know, like the right <laughs> skater can there can be exceptions, obviously. But like as a class, you know, what is the laser flip? Well, generally pretty bad. I've seen Deshaun do two that I really do enjoy. Like Mark Johnson did one to manual that I fucking hate. And I, I like having to to make like serious broad brush calls because it doesn't fucking matter except to what I think and what I say to people and they can take it or leave it. I don't really give a shit. I do like having some hard lined opinions and aesthetic judgments like that's. Yeah, because it makes the it makes like a part like trunks or whatever like all the better because you yeah. have because it's not yeah, not everyone's doing the rules. Yeah, and yeah. then there will be a bunch of people like trying to maybe trying to copy like that style of skating, his style <laughs> of dressing, those tricks, and it's not going to look good, which is going to make his part stand out still. You know, yeah. whereas yeah. like yep. no, I don't I don't think it's necessarily conservative to have like a a handful of tricks that you like to see people do and you like doing yourself. Like it's not yeah. there, 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 I do believe that there are certain canonical like 
things that are shared in a culture that shouldn't that matter because they're good. You yeah. Know? Yeah. The switchback tail. The switchback switch Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Switchback uh, tail shove, switchback yeah. tail big spin. Yeah. Uh, switch flip back tail. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I managed to do all of the ca- canonical things in my uh, yearly recap thing, which I'm going to fucking delete. No. Who the hell it's wants so to good. see that? Oh, no, no. Oh, my God. Here's a low point. Here's a low point that I, that I had. We can put this all the way back. When I realized that I was one of those 40 year olds posting a pretty good for 40. Like type type like thirst <laughs> thirst captions. I'm so done with that. I was yeah. so like like I began this year like looking at my forty and up brethren, and I'm, I hate to say it, but it was mostly like dudes and like being like, oh man, this is amazing. I'm part of this little online community of of like other skaters, and we're all filming ourselves and getting up early in the morning so we can do our crooked grinds and doing eleven before eleven and blah blah. And then I'm like. <laughs> At a certain point, and I had to get pushed there, uh, admittedly by by someone else, but I was just like, "Oh my god, this is worse than like the twelve year old doing it. This is way <laughs> worse." Like I have somehow like I had integrity in my twenties when I was actually skating at my peak because I didn't want to film everything because I didn't I knew I wasn't good enough, and somehow I've thrown that out the window in my forties, and I'm just begging for attention from complete strangers and my friends who must like think I'm entering some weird mental fugue state and like feel sorry for me you know like they're all sitting with their families and their kids and they're like cool jobs they're like oh dude it's great to see you ripping man you just did a switch flip up two stairs how's that phd coming <laughs> anyway, anyways, I've got three cars in my garage and, uh, and yeah, five yeah. kids. I don't really, I don't really skate much, man. It's really cool to see you um, kind of doing that same thing. But yeah. like, it's like, uh, yeah, that was truly like the low point, you know. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, I, I was late, late bloomer on that one, but that one was the one that hit. That's, a, that's like I, I hit that point sometime this year, and and I was just like, oh no. I've I've been like I've been living in sin. That is fucking hilarious. <laughs> For what it's worth, I enjoy your footy on the says I, so, I know thank you. I know says from- my friend who's like building a a home with her partner and like and like actually like did legitimately like uh, left a le- legitimately good legacy in skateboarding that you're bro. Adding I to. live at my parents' house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming up on a year. Says yes. says the friend that lives at her parents' house. That's fucking sick. <laughs> yeah, that's, we should all be so lucky. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I skated with 15 year olds today, and I live at my parents' house. This is my existence. <laughs> fuck it. Like I said, we should all be our 14 year old selves. Fuck yeah. It. Who fucking cares? Yeah. Who's keeping score? Guys. We've had a hell of a runtime on this one. Yeah, yeah Thank we're gonna you need to trim some shit for up. Being with us. It's been nothing but an honor and a privilege, as always, to make the show with you guys. I hope that you all enjoy time with your loves by yourselves and have a sick ass weekend skating if it's dry. Thank Aww. you. <laughs> yeah. I'm grateful for if all you of you. Lost your, if you lost your S card, you can get it back. Yeah. Oh, that's the thing. Get your skater card back. Yeah. There's not being a skater isn't permanent. That's the other thing. Always remember that. It's pretty fucking easy to be a skater. You just have to go skating. <laughs> um, all right. Thank all you, right. guys. Love y'all. Thanks, Ted. Love you. Love you.
Thank you again to everyone for listening. Our intro music is by the band Roar. Our outro music is by the wonderful, the talented Dylan Bryan. And our logo and graphic design, as always, is by Michael Warfel. Check them out. because my neighbors said that I've been listening to TV too loud, but uh, I can't stop watching Gilmore Girls even long enough to record these credits. So I just want to say thank you from everyone on the show to the kind people who support us on Patreon.com on the ProFlow tier. That's Andy Yamazaki, Lauren Romero, Sean Doyle, Lars Garvey-Lang-Peterson, Cameron Jimmo, Betsy Gordon. Thank you all so much. And uh, your support means the world to us. Now, I need to see what's up with Lorelai and Rory. <laughs>